Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. It is uh, the weekend of August the 19th, SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 weekend. Uh, there's no video feed this week. I uh, was trying to record the show, and for some reason, the uh, the video program I use uh, does, not, uh, does not like me today. Kept screwing up the audio. It would speed up, slow down, turned all choppy, and was just horrible. So I'm just putting out the uh, audio file. I'm going to re-record it right here. So uh, let's jump right in. Hope everybody's enjoying the show. Hope you're following on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and I hope you're checking the show out on Podbean, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, anywhere you find your podcasts. It's Catch, Hook, Shoot. Uh, just search that on any of those platforms and you'll find the show. If you ever want to send me an email, uh, have any questions, comments, anything like that, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, starting off this week on a bit of a sad note, of course, uh, this past week we lost another WWE legend in Jim the Anvil Neidhart, uh, passed away earlier this week, um, definitely very, very sad about this one, the, uh, Hart Foundation was one of my, uh, absolute favorite tag teams growing up, uh, so this is just, uh, it's a huge, huge loss, and definitely heartfelt condolences out to the entire Hart and Neidhart families on the loss of the Anvil. Uh, another... Kind of, kind of sad note is uh, there's a rumor floating around that Matt Hardy may have to retire from the ring. Of course, this past Monday, he and Bray Wyatt had their uh, their last match as a team. They are, from what I've read, they're officially done as a tag team. Um, and uh, I guess Matt is dealing with some type of lower back injury, uh, and he's going to be starting a new rehab and an exercise program to try and alleviate uh, the pain that he's been having. Uh, but all sources are saying that, uh, you know, if... If he's not able to come back from it, he will most likely end up as a producer in WWE, I mean, which is fantastic in and of itself. I mean, obviously, he's got a great creative mind and can only be an asset to the, uh, the WWE creative team. So hopefully he can get back in the ring, but if not, I'm sure he will still have a very long career as a producer with the WWE. Uh, and, of course, All In coming up uh, in two weeks here in Chicago. Um, yeah, if you can in any way, shape, form, or fashion, get to Chicago for All In and for StarCast. Seriously, get here. I mean, this this show is going to be ridiculous. Uh, the StarCast convention is going to be huge. I mean, it's any wrestling fan's dream with all the uh, the legends and current current wrestlers that are going to be there, uh, Hall of Famers. I mean, I, you know, I wish I could have gotten on Podcast Row with the show, uh, but, you know, it just wasn't in the budget right now, but I will be there as a fan. I'm taking pictures, video uh, everything I can promoting the show, and uh, I've got meet and greets set up with uh, the NWO, uh, Hall Nash, and X-Pac, as well as uh, some of the original four horsemen, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and J.J. Dillon, so that uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, if you can get to Chicago Labor Day weekend, get here, because this is one thing you definitely don't want to miss, and if you can't, you know, uh, order up the uh, the show and the convention both on, uh, on the Fight TV app, because uh, it's like I said, again, it's definitely something you don't want to miss. So let's get right into uh, what's going on this weekend with NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam. Uh, I'm just going to break down the matches here and kind of give some predictions. Uh, first with NXT TakeOver, uh, there's only one match on the card that is not for a championship. That's Velveteen Dream versus EC3. Uh, I'm looking for Velveteen Dream to come out on top in this one. He's lost his last couple TakeOver matches. Um, I don't see him losing another one uh, right now. There's even rumors about uh, him possibly being called up to the main roster after SummerSlam. I don't think that's the best idea right now. I think, uh, you know, 
I, I'm liking him in NXT. I'd love to see him make a run at the NXT title and possibly hold the title for a while. So we'll have to uh, have to see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I'm looking for Velveteen Dream to come out on top of EC3 in this one. For the NXT Women Championship, we've got Shayna Baszler defending against Kyrie Sane. Uh, this is the third match between these two. Right now, they're one and one. Uh, of course, Kyrie Sane won the first match at last year's May Young Classic in the finals. And Shayna Baszler holds a victory over Sane at an NXT TV taping uh, a few months after that. So I'm looking for Baszler to come out on top and retain the championship. Um, not thinking they're going to take the title off of her just yet. I don't think she's going to have a super long run like Asuka did. I'm not seeing a two-year run with her, but I don't think they're going to take it off her quite yet because I think they are going to start planting the seeds for the uh, four-horse women versus four-horse women rivalry that everybody's been clamoring for for the last uh, year or so. Um, don't be surprised to see the other three horse women uh, at, uh, at ringside, uh, or at least the two that are currently in NXT along with Baszler. Uh, but I would think if, you know, if they're there, Ronda Rousey will be there as well. Um, not thinking they're going to get involved. They're not going to, you know, try to make Baszler look weak or like she needs help or anything like that. Um, you know, I just expect them to be there kind of like a show of force. And uh, I'm looking for Baszler to come out on top in this one. For the uh, NXT Tag Team titles, we've got Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain. Um, I'm thinking Undisputed Era is going to retain in this one. I'd love to see Mustache Mountain uh, get a, a good long title run. Of course, they had a pretty brief one earlier in the summer, but uh, I'd love to see them get a proper tag team title run, but I'm not thinking it's going to happen right now. Um, I don't necessarily think Undisputed Era is going to win, but you know, uh, you could see uh, a DQ or something along those lines, but one way or another, Undisputed Era, in my opinion, is going to come out with the championship. Uh, along the same lines, Adam Cole, I think, is going to retain the North American Championship against Ricochet. Uh, again, I'd love to see Ricochet as a North American champion, but I'm I'm thinking Cole is going to find a way to hold on to the belt, whether that means involvement from the other members of Undisputed Era or whatever it may be. I think he's going to find a way to hold on to the title. On the main event of this of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn uh, and the main event of the last three NXT TakeOvers, uh, Tommaso Ciampa defending the NXT Championship against Johnny Gargano. Now, of course, this was originally supposed to be a triple threat match, but uh, Aleister Black was injured, had to be removed from the match, unfortunately. But what we're left with is uh, what will probably be the match that steals the entire weekend, not just the NXT show, but the uh, SummerSlam as well. I'm looking for this to be the best match of the weekend. Uh, these guys have main evented. This will be the third NXT TakeOver in a row. Uh, their, their first two matches just blew the roof off of the building, and I'm not looking for this one to be any different. It's going to be fun to see how they're going to you know, outdo themselves this time. So uh, I'm looking for Johnny Gargano to come out as the NXT champion in this one. And these guys may trade the title back and forth a couple of times. I don't know if this is necessarily going to be the blow-off to this rivalry because I could see it. Uh, continuing because they, like I said, they've main evented three straight takeovers, and that that really says something about about these two guys and about this rivalry that's going on with them, and how invested and interested the fans are in it to to keep it going for this long. Uh, so, uh, as I said, I'm looking for Gargano to come out as your new NXT champion. So we'll just uh, run back down the card one more time. Shayna Baszler retains the women's championship. Velveteen Dream comes out over EC3. Undisputed Era retains the Tag Team Championship, Adam Cole retains the North American Championship, and Johnny Gargano comes out as your new NXT Champion. 
Moving on to SummerSlam, we've got three matches on the kickoff show, two of which are title matches. I'll start off with the uh, the only non-title match on the kickoff show, which is Rusev and Lana versus Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. Um, yeah, I'm looking for Almas and Vega to come out on top in this one. I expect at some point that Aiden English will get involved and probably cost Rusev and Lana the match. Uh, they've, you know, of course, been kind of playing that up the last couple of weeks. Uh, English trying to get involved to uh, to help Rusev or Lana in their match and ends up costing them the match. Well, this time I'm thinking he's going to cost them the match on purpose and he's going to side with uh, Vega and Almas. And you're going to see a heel turn for Aiden English, so that's my prediction on that one. For the Raw Tag Team titles, we've got the B Team versus the Revival. This match I'm actually really excited for. I think the Revival is finally going to get a victory and a run with the Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, and it's nothing against the B Team. I like Bo Dallas. I like uh, Curtis Axel. I just, uh, you know, they've kind of, uh, they've done very well since uh, kind of coming out from under the Miz's shadow. But they have been used as somewhat of a comedy act. And, you know, historically comedy acts don't have very long title runs. They, they end up being kind of transitional champions, uh, which unfortunately is what I think is going to happen here. I think, uh, you know, uh, WWE officials probably knew that Matt Hardy was going to have to take some time off for injury. That's why they uh, put the titles on the B team uh, at this point. And I, you know, I think the Revival are, are probably the ones that you're going to see going forward having a good long tag team title run. By long, I'm hoping it would be like six months or more. Uh, you know, that by today's standards, that's pretty long. Uh, but uh, so I'm, I'm definitely hoping the Revival comes out on top in this one. And the final match on the kickoff show for the Cruiserweight Championship is Cedric Alexander defending against Drew Gulak. Um, yeah, these are two of the, you know, two of the 205 Live originals, you could say. Uh, of course, they were both part of the Cruiserweight Classic. And uh, Cedric Alexander really, I think, has proven himself time and again in the Cruiserweight division. I mean, this is a guy that uh, he lost his match in the Cruiserweight Classic. And the fans were still just going nuts for him, chanting, please sign Cedric. And Triple H kind of came out from backstage and put his stamp of approval on it right there and then. And he's been proving himself ever since. Uh, you know, in my opinion, the probably the top guy, not just because he's the champion, but, you know, the top guy in the cruiserweight division. Um, and, uh, you know, Gulak, of course, he uh, is kind of uh, the anti-cruiserweight, of course, campaigning against all the uh, the aerial maneuvers and high flyers and things like that. He's more of the mat technician, which I think is a, a great, you know, kind of a great hook for 205 Live uh, because, you know, most people do associate all the aerial tactics and everything with, with cruiserweight, cruiserweight wrestlers. And Gulak is kind of, a, you know, in the same vein as like a Dean Malenko is a cruiserweight, but he's a mat technician. And, uh, you know, I think these two are going to put on a great, great match, but I'm looking for Cedric Alexander to come out retaining the Cruiserweight Championship. Moving on to the main card, again, we have a lot of title matches. There's only two matches that are not for a championship of some sort. Uh, first of those is Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor. Uh, of course, they've had quite a few matches on Monday Night Raw over the last few weeks. You've seen uh, Corbin kind of trying to screw over Finn Balor, putting him in some... Not unwinnable situations, but definitely putting him at a disadvantage most times, or trying to anyway. Um, you know, will we see the uh, the demon come out at SummerSlam? Haven't seen him in quite a while. I think this would be the place to bring him out, especially since you know I was really hoping this match would have some kind of stipulation. Uh, as I said the last couple of weeks, that uh, if Balor wins, he gets control of Raw, or you know he becomes the constable of Raw, I should say. But uh, they have not put that in place for this match, so I'm 
thinking just to kind of change it up a little bit, have something different rather than just a straight one-on-one -on -one match like they've had on Raw already. You know, you, you bring out the Demon. Um, looking for Balor to win this match, especially if he does come out in his, uh, his Demon makeup. Uh, I think that pretty much guarantees that he's going to go over on Baron Corbin. And the other non-title match on SummerSlam, which I think is going to steal the show, this will be the match of the night, uh, is The Miz versus Daniel Bryan. I've said multiple times on the show that I think The Miz is the top heel in WWE right now, and there is no one, no babyface that is more over with the fans than Daniel Bryan. So this, you know, this is your top two guys right here. It's not for a title, and it doesn't need to be. Uh, there's enough fan interest and and uh, and everything to, to make this, you know, probably, like I said, the match of the night. I'm looking for Daniel Bryan to come out on top in this one. Uh, interestingly enough, they still have not confirmed one way or the other if he has re-signed or will re-sign with the WWE. Of course, his existing contract is up on September 1st. Um, I think most signs are pointing to him re-signing with the company. There's even some places that have said he's already signed, but there's no confirmation of that. But apparently, the uh, the new video game WWE 2K18 is uh, you know very heavy, heavily centered around Daniel Bryan's career. Uh, and if they weren't confident that he was going to resign, or if they hadn't already resigned him, um, I don't think that would have been the case. Because that kind of you know if if they make the video game that way, and then he leaves the company after his contract expires, that that kind of kills a lot of the momentum. I mean, the game's still going to sell like crazy; it always does. But that you know that takes away a lot of uh, marketing opportunities and just not not smart business. And if you know one thing we know about WWE and Vince McMahon in particular, he is one of the smartest businessmen in the world. So uh, I'm thinking Brian's going to be sticking around WWE for quite a while. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm looking for Daniel Bryan to come out on top over the Miz, uh, but I don't think that'll be the end of the rivalry. I mean, they've built it up way too much and made too much about the uh, you know the eight year long back and forth between The Miz and Daniel Bryan. Uh, so I'm hoping this one's going to extend for, for a little while, kind of like a, a Ciampa and Gargano in NXT. Uh, first title match we've got up on the, the main show on SummerSlam is the United States Championship uh, with Shinsuke Nakamura defending against Jeff Hardy. I think Nakamura is going to come out retaining the title. Now, Randy Orton is not... Uh, in his own match at SummerSlam, so I'm definitely expecting him to make an appearance here. Uh, not necessarily helping Nakamura, or maybe he will, but more so costing Jeff Hardy the match. Uh, and I think that'll, you know, kind of advance the storyline between Hardy and Orton. And uh, we'll see Nakamura probably move on to a different challenger for the U.S. title after SummerSlam. But I'm looking for him to come out on top and retain the U.S. championship uh, this weekend. Uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, we've got Carmella defending against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. Uh, I'm really hoping Becky Lynch comes out on top. She, of course, was the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion and hasn't really had much in the way of uh, championship opportunities since she lost that title. And I think she's definitely due for another another title run. Um, I'm not thinking you're going to see you know, Charlotte uh, turn heel on her or anything like that. Uh, if anything, there might be like a friendly rivalry between the two going forward after this. Uh, but I, as I said earlier, I'm pretty sure they're going to start planting the seeds of the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. And I think they're going to want all three women's championships represented in that match. So they're going to, from those eight women, you know, three of those eight women are going to be holding 
all of the women's championships in uh, in WWE with uh, Shayna Baszler in NXT, um, Becky Lynch on SmackDown, and uh, we'll get to the Raw women's title in a minute. But, uh, you know, Carmella, I've, I've actually been really impressed with Carmella lately. I mean, honestly, think about it. Who would have thought that between Enzo, Cass, and Carmella, that Carmella would be the last one standing in WWE? I know I, I certainly didn't give her the benefit of the doubt on that one. And, you know, I'll say it right now, I was wrong. You know, Carmella has impressed me. She has improved by leaps and bounds since moving to the main roster. Um, WWE management, obviously, you know, has confidence in her. Otherwise, she wouldn't be carrying that title around. Um, I don't, I don't think she gets a lot of the respect that she deserves from, uh, from a lot of the fans and from a lot of, uh, critics, you know, so, uh, but that being said, I am looking for Becky Lynch to come out on top and, uh, take back the SmackDown Women's Championship. For the Intercontinental Championship, we've got Dolph Ziggler defending against Seth Rollins. Um, we've got Drew McIntyre in Ziggler's corner and the returning Dean Ambrose in Rollins' corner. This one, I believe Ziggler is going to come out retaining the Intercontinental title, uh, and I think it's going to be because of Dean Ambrose. I, you know, There have been rumors circulating for a while about an Ambrose heel turn, and now would be the perfect time to do it. He's just making his comeback. He's got a little bit of a new look, and uh, again, this kind of plants seeds for uh, a rivalry going forward. Of course, there's been a lot of talk. Uh, off and on for a while about a possible triple threat match next WrestleMania with all three former members of the Shield. So this would be kind of the perfect spot to kind of start moving in that direction with Ambrose turning heel on Rollins, costing him the championship, and then moving forward with, it, with that rivalry. And obviously Roman Reigns would become involved in it at some point as well. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking for Dolph Ziggler to retain the Intercontinental title tonight, or uh, Sunday night, excuse me. <clears throat> And uh, so moving on from there, we've got Braun Strowman defending the Money in the Bank briefcase against Kevin Owens. Um, I think Strowman's going to come out on top in this one. I mean, they've made a big deal about saying that if he loses in any way, count out, DQ, whatever, he loses the briefcase. He's actually had a couple of losses on TV by count out the last couple of weeks. So I'm, you know, but I'm looking for him to hold on to that briefcase. And uh, I'm not looking for this to be a very long match. I don't think it's going to be like a 30-second squash match or anything, but I'd be very surprised if the match goes more than five minutes. Uh, and if it is five minutes or less, then I think you need to keep your eyes open at the end of the night. But I will get to that in just a few minutes here. Uh, moving on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we've got the Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. Um, I'm kind of disappointed with this match. I was really hoping to see the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Bar. I just think that would be a great match, but I mean, I have nothing against the New Day. I think they're an awesome tag team. They're one of the top teams in the WWE and have been for the last few years. Um, really good clash of styles here. Uh, you've got the Bludgeon Brothers, who are like the classic brawlers, versus the New Day, who are you know a lot more finesse. Um, I think it's going to be a great match, but I think the Bludgeon Brothers are going to retain the championship over the New Day, <clears throat> and hopefully somewhere down the line we're going to see. Uh, we are going to see that match with the Bludgeon Brothers in the bar since the bar just recently came back to TV. On to the Raw Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss defending against Ronda Rousey. Uh, I'm looking for Ronda Rousey to win her first championship right here. Uh, again, like I said, they're going to want, if they're going to move forward with the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen, they're going to want all three women's championships uh, involved in that match uh, just to, you know, basically give it the look like look the the these are the top the elite in 
in women's wrestling today. So, and what, you know, what better way to do that than to have all your championships represented. So I'm looking for Ronda Rousey to go over on Alexa Bliss. Um, I'm thinking this is probably just going to be a straight up match. I don't know if you're going to see Alicia Fox in uh, Alexa's corner. Um, I doubt you're going to see Natalia in Ronda's corner. I mean, she, you know, just lost her dad, um, nothing. And they're going to push her, <clears throat> push her to come back to work that quickly. Or, you know, she may want to get back to work. I mean, she is, you know, Natty is uh, the consummate professional. As far as in-ring wrestling ability goes, she is the best right now and has been for a long time in WWE. I mean, she's part of the Hart family. Her, you know, her name speaks for itself. So, uh, but I think it's going to be more or less just a straight-up match between Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey. And I think Ronda Rousey is going to come out on top, which I think is probably going to piss a lot of people off. But uh, I think even more people are going to go nuts for it. So, uh yeah, I'm looking for Ronda Rousey to come out as the new Raw Women's Champion. That brings us to the WWE Championship match, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. Um, AJ, of course, just recently broke the record for longest reigning SmackDown exclusive champion, a uh, record formerly held by JBL, and uh, which really surprises me that AJ has been pushed the way that he has because you don't typically see that with guys that make their name someplace else. And, of course, AJ made his name on the indies, um, you know, uh, TNA, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan, you know, was uh, just has been a top indie guy for uh, what the better part of two decades. So, you know, you don't typically see a guy with that kind of background be pushed to uh, the top spot in WWE, but AJ has, and I mean, well, well deserved, you know, more than well deserved. Um, but I'm looking tonight, I'm expecting Samoa Joe to actually go over on AJ and become the new. WWE champion. They've been playing up a lot about AJ, uh, you know, kind of getting emotional with this one and, you know, not having total control over himself. I think that's going to come into play here. You're going to see AJ, you know, possibly get, uh, get careless and Samoa Joe take advantage of it and take the championship. And this is, you know, again, a rivalry that could go on, uh, the same way that Ciampa and Gargano has, over in NXT, I mean, these guys have had classic matches throughout the years. Uh, just, you know, if you can go back and see any of their matches from uh, from TNA, some of the best matches that I personally have ever seen, and I'm expecting nothing less tonight. This, you know, between this one and Daniel Bryan and The Miz, one of those is going to be the match of the night for SummerSlam, I have no doubt. But I'm looking for Samoa Joe to be the new WWE champion coming out of SummerSlam. Uh, the final match of the night, which I know is not going to make people happy uh, this is a point where the crowd is going to turn and try to take over the show which is really just kind of sad um, but uh, Brock Lesnar defending the universal title against Roman Reigns as soon as our music hits you're going to hear the really loud chorus of boos you're going to hear the chants and all kinds of stuff and like I said the crowd just kind of trying to take over the show which which is really really sad I mean I've said it before and I'll continue to say it if you hate the product that much then stop supporting it. Stop buying tickets. Stop watching the shows on TV. Stop paying for the network. Stop buying the merchandise. And, you know, support the independents. I mean, you know, if you hate WWE so much, don't, you know, that's fine. That's your that's your prerogative. You can hate it as much as you want. But what you don't have the right to do is, you know, try to steal the show away from the, the men and women that are working inside that ring to entertain the people that do want to be there. You know, and that's another thing. I mean, if you if you hate it so much, don't buy the tickets and let somebody who actually wants to see that show have that seat. 
you know, I mean, that's that's really all I can say ab about that. Uh, but again, that's you know, that's a very small section of fans. Quite honestly, it's just they're very. It's a very small group, but it's a very loud group, and that's how they're able to do what they do as far as you know. Like I said, trying to take over and steal the show away from the guys that are working so hard in the ring. But that aside, I do think Lesnar and Reigns are going to be the main event of the evening. Um, I'm looking for Roman Reigns to come out on this. I mean, I think people are really getting tired of Brock Lesnar. Uh, they're tired of not seeing the championship on TV and not seeing it defended, at least at every pay-per-view. I mean, I, I've said before, I understand why they put the Universal title on Brock Lesnar. They did it to build it up, to uh, give it credibility, give it prestige, um, and, and everything like that. And it worked. They accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. He's been champion for 400-plus days, broke CM Punk's record for longest reigning champion in the last 30 years. You know, great, fine, now it's time to move on to a new champion. Um, you know, because, uh, and Kurt Angle has said it, you know, multiple times, and I, I agree. I mean, I know him saying it is a work, don't get me wrong, but I, I agree that, you know, um, the fans want a champion that's going to be on TV every week, that's going to defend the title. You know, holding a title and defending it two, three, two or three times a year is, is fine for boxing and for MMA. I mean, that, that's how it works. You know, those are basically shoot fights, and uh, you need more time in between matches to heal and train and things like that. But, the, you know, this is pro wrestling. And, you know, people expect to see that championship on TV every week. They expect to see it defended at house shows and pay-per-views and everything else. I mean, you know, you look at a guy like Ric Flair who would travel 300-plus days a year defending that title literally every single night. You know, he would have... 200 250 title defenses in a year back back at the prime of his career and you look at a guy like Brock Lesnar who's had maybe a dozen in the last year and a half it's just uh it's it's really kind of sad you know it's to the point where it it is sad and I know I as a fan I I, I want to see the champion on television I want to see that title defended at every pay-per-view I want to get excited about you know the next championship rivalry and, you know, we haven't had an opportunity really to do that with the Universal title since since Brock Lesnar has had it. So uh, I am looking for Roman Reigns to go over on Brock Lesnar tonight. However, uh, once Reigns does get his victory over Brock, expect to hear the monster roar and Strowman come walking down to the ring and cash in his briefcase. I 100% expect Braun Strowman to leave SummerSlam as the Universal Champion. I really have no doubt in my mind that uh, that briefcase will be cashed in this weekend, and Braun Strowman is going to come out as the Universal Champion, which of course will uh, lead right into a rivalry with Roman Reigns, kind of picking up from their previous rivalry, which had some really good, really brutal matches between the two of them. And, uh, you know, with Reigns kind of not necessarily making a full-on heel turn, but maybe showing some more heel tendencies. Of course, he'll he'll go on about how he got screwed out of the title again. Um, he was previously screwed out of the title in the cage match at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Now he's getting screwed by uh, Strowman coming down and cashing in right after he finally defeated Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think the fans are going to go nuts for it. You know, that's where they'll they'll get the fans back at the end of the night. So that's that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. That's where I'm hoping things are going to go. Um, but you know, let me know what your opinions are. Leave me uh, questions, comments anywhere on on any of my social media. Uh, again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, leave comments on uh, 
wherever you listen to the podcast, whether it's YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, uh, iTunes, or Google Play, feel free to shoot me an email at catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Let me know what you guys think. Do I have it right? Do I have it wrong? And uh, yeah, next week's show, I got something special lined up. I'm going to have a guest with me, uh, not a WWE superstar or anything. Uh, so I don't don't want to get accused of false advertising here. It's just gonna be uh, it's gonna be one of my buddies. We're just gonna be uh, having some fun, uh, just trying something different with the show. Hopefully you guys will like it. But until then, hope everybody enjoys NXT Takeover Four and SummerSlam. And again, leave me some comments, shoot me an email, let me know what you think of my predictions, let me know what your predictions are, and I will talk to everybody soon. <laughs>